Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. So Noah was not in the mood to think about any clouds. And so clouds really were scary for Noah, because he had seen so much death come out of the clouds, dropping so much rain on the earth. And so when God told Noah twice that the bow was going to be seen in the cloud, Noah understood that rainbow was going to appear in the most scary sight Noah could see, which was a cloud. And just at the time when Noah would see a cloud after a storm, he had great reason to fear, to run. But that's the time, God said, when the, when the rainbow would appear the most scary time the rainbow would carry the message to Noah, don't be afraid, Noah. Here I am in the face of this cloud. By appearing that scary cloud, the rainbow was saying to Noah, Noah, in the face of this cloud, I'm your answer. Just be assured that the storm is over. It's over. And the same Lord who put the rainbow in the face of the scary cloud, he puts the word of God in the face of those times when we are the most scared. For example, when we have to face death, either our own death or the death of a loved one, the Lord doesn't desert us at that time, but he comes right in the face of the cloud like the rainbow, and he says, John eleven twenty five. John eleven twenty five. Jesus said unto her, I'm the resurrection and the life. He said that to her when Lazarus was dead, when they hit the storm cloud of death, was right there. The rainbow of his words appear, and he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Just like it says in 1 Thessalonians 4.16, 1 Thessalonians 4.16, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words comforting words, like, like Hebrews 13.5, Hebrews 13.5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's the rainbow, the rainbow that's seen in the cloud, how that speaks to us that the Lord comes to us in a special way when we're in trouble, just like the hymn, just when I need him most, just when I need him, Jesus is near, just when I falter, just when I fear, ready to help me, ready to hear, cheer, just when I need him most. That's the first message of the rainbow that's seen in the cloud, that the rainbow is just like the Lord coming with comfort when we need him most. And when the storm is over, the rainbow appears. He said that. As we're in the past, the rainbow appears. It's a sign the storm is over, just like the, just like the, the song goes, keep me safe in the dark of the midnight when I have, have I oft hid my face. 
When the storm howls above me and there's no hiding place, mid the crash of the thunder, precious Lord, hear my cry. Keep me safe till the storm passes by, till the storm passes by, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast. Let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. So in this sense, the rainbow is like the resurrection because the greatest storm ever was at the cross when all the sins of mankind were judged and that judgment fell on the Lord Jesus Christ. He endured the wrath, the storm of the wrath of God when it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, 2 Corinthians 5.21, he made him to be a sin offering for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That storm was so terrible that he cried from the depths of his soul in Psalm 22.1, Psalm 22.1, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me and why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and am not silent. That storm was so terrible that the earth became dark. Midday became midnight in Luke 23.45, Luke 23.45. The sun was dark and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And the Roman soldiers who crucified him, who crucified the Lord Jesus, they were there all along, even at his tomb. Those Roman soldiers, they represented the storm clouds. They were there at the tomb when the Lord Jesus rose from the dead. And the resurrection was like the rainbow seen in the face of the cloud of the Roman soldiers. And the resurrection coming after the crucifixion was like the rainbow, the sign that the storm had passed. No more judgment. As it says in first, Second Corinthians 1.5, 2 Corinthians 1.5, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Now what's interesting about the rainbow is that the rainbow is brightest when the cloud is darkest. When it has its, when the rainbow has the darkest backdrop of a dark cloud, that's when it's brightest. And it works out that way, that the thicker the cloud, the brighter the rainbow. I mean, the rainbow is almost like in proportion to the cloud. It's like the grace of God in the face of sin. We live in a sinful world, and it's so disturbing for us to see all the sin around us, but it's very encouraging for us when we think that, 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 that just at the time when we think sin is winning, sin is winning in the earth, and God's answer is, no, it's not. Romans 5.29, Romans 5.29, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. It's winning the race. I mean, as we just were reading in our handout today, how in North Korea, the church is is growing enormously. Now, this verse tells us that there's so much sin, and there's so much sin is so much opportunity for the grace of God to abound. Where there's much sin, there's much need for the gospel invitation. Now, it's interesting to see how the rainbow only appears when one part of the sky is clear and the other part is cloudy. And it's like the rainbow is standing at the edge of the cloud on the clear, you know, the, right in the middle there and right at the edge of the cloud. And it's almost like the rainbow is standing there and it's looking at the dark, threatening clouds and the blue sky. And in that position, it's just like the rainbow is saying to the dark clouds, no more, no more dark clouds. You cannot take one step further. I withstand you to your face. I say, no, stop. You can't go any further. 
And it's this idea of the rainbow defying the clouds to go any further. It's just like the Lord Jesus Christ who stood between heaven and death, just heaven and death, just like the rainbow stands on the edge of the cloud. So the Lord Jesus stood right on the edge of death and said to death, no, stop, you cannot go one step further. We see the Lord doing this in Isaiah 25.8, Isaiah 25.8. He will swallow up death in victory, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all fall faces, and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from all the earth. The Lord has spoken it. That's the picture that's just like the altar of sacrifice in the tabernacle in the temple where millions of animals were consumed by the flames of the brazen altar. And it was like the flame, whenever a sacrifice would be consumed, it was like the flame would cry out, more, more, give me more, more sacrifice. Just like death and hell cry out that way in Proverbs 27.20, Proverbs 27.20, hell and destruction are never full. In Isaiah 5.14, Isaiah 5.14, therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. That's like the flames that grew larger and larger as they consumed more and more sacrifice. And all that changed. It all changed when the Lord said in Isaiah 25, 8, he would swallow up death in victory. When he went onto the altar of God's wrath as a sacrifice, he turned around and he swallowed up the flames. He extinguished them so that we don't have to face the, the judgment for our sins. He swallowed up death. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 15.54, 1 Corinthians 15.54, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, this mortal puts on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Now, when we think of the rainbow on the edge of the blue sky and the Lord defying it to go any further, we can see the Lord Jesus who said in Hosea 13.14, Hosea 13.14, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. And then he turns and speaks to death, like the rainbow speaking to the clouds. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. See, when the Lord Jesus says that, O death, I will be thy plague, and O, o grave, I will be thy destruction, just like the Israelites, they ran away from Goliath. They fought they fought nobly against the, the Philistines in that valley. But when, Eli, when Goliath came, they ran away. They ran away from the Goliath of death and the grave. We run away from the Goliath of death and the grave because we are no match for the Goliath of death and the grave. But the Lord Jesus is our David. The Lord Jesus is our David who without fear goes onto the battleground to meet the Goliath of death and, and the grave, and he took them on, and he won for us. Now, the rainbow is a marvelous display where individual water droplets, it's, just, it's, it's beautiful to see. The light comes into the water droplet. It, is, it, it hits a, a surface on the inside of the water droplet, which causes a refraction, a fractionation of the colors. It's the, the, what's happening here is that the rainbow is a marvelous display where individual water droplets, they act in concert to separate out or fractionate the beautiful colors that are in the light. The individual water droplets are working together like a giant prism to make the spectacular display of the colors that make up the light. So the rainbow is a marvelous display where these individual droplets 
work together to break up the light. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that light was made up of the wonderful colors of red and orange and yellow and green? You know how it goes, Roy G. Bibb, don't you? And the indigo and the violet. Those are the colors that are in light. You can't see them. You cannot see them until the water droplets or a prism breaks up that light into its individual colors. Light is made up of dazzling colors which can't be seen until the prism reveals them to us. Light is not ordinary, but in a sense, it's just light. But when the prism is applied to the light, there's a surprising revelation that the light is made up of these awesome, beautiful colors. Without the rainbow or the prism, a person just says, oh, it's, it's just light. Same old ordinary light. Great to have around when it's dark. But with the prism, the glass prism here, or the water and the rainbow, there's a revelation that the colors with that rainbow, and a person says, oh, I had no idea. The light is made up of those beautiful, marvelous colors. That's why with a prism, children express the best, this wonder and this awesomeness of discovery that's light is made up of these colors. I mean, you just have to watch a child who sees this for the first time with a prism that the light is made up of all these colors. Never lose that wonder from the revelation of who the Lord Jesus Christ is. The Lord Jesus Christ is introduced to us. He's introduced to us in the book of John when the, when the book starts with in the beginning, in John 1.1, 1, 1, where it says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. There was a man sent from God, his name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, who was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, the world knew him not. The world was made by him. The world knew him not. He came unto his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. This is the passage. This is the first passage. This is a passage here from right off the bat in the book of John that tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ has many names. He has the name of the Word. He has the name of God. And he has the name of the light of men. He has the name of the light. He has the name of that light. He has the name of the true light. And in his ministry, the Lord Jesus Christ cries out in John 8, 12, John 8, 12, Jesus spake again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. And in John 9, 5, John 9, 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So now as we've seen, there's two ways to look at light. There's two ways to look at light. One way is to look at light and say, oh yeah, there's light just ordinary common light. And the other way is to see light with a prism or with through a rainbow and say with, as, say as a child says, wow, look at all those beautiful colors that together make up light. I had no idea that all that was making up the, the, the light, all those wonderful colors. So there's two ways to look at light. Seeing light with a ho-hum, it's light, very useful when it's dark, yawn, or Seeing light revealed by a prison with a wonder of, wow, how beautiful. No idea how wonderful, how amazing. And those are the two ways to see light. Either the ho-hum 
or the wow view. And those are exactly the two ways to see the Lord Jesus Christ. To either see the Lord Jesus Christ with the ho-hum, yeah, it's Jesus, very useful if you need religion, yawn. Or seeing the Lord Jesus Christ as revealed by the Holy Spirit through the prism of the Word of God with the wow, how beautiful. I had no idea there was so much beauty hidden in the Lord Jesus Christ. How wonderful, how amazing. Those are the two ways to see the Lord Jesus Christ, either the ho-hum or the wow view. And those are the two ways of seeing the Lord Jesus Christ that are described in John 1. In John 1, where the ho-hum view of Jesus is ho-hum, John 1.10, John 1.10. He was in the world, the world was made by him. Ah, the world knew him not. The world just saw another ho-hum man in Jesus. They didn't see the Lord Jesus with the revealing prism showing all his glory. And the second, the second ho-hum, John 1.11, John 1.11, he came unto his own, ho-hum, his own received him not. The Jewish people just saw another ho-hum teacher in Jesus. They didn't see the Lord Jesus through the revealing prism that showed all of his glory. But then, ah, the great part is that among the Jewish people, among the Gentile people in the world, there were a few who saw him through the revealing prism of truth, and they said, wow, and those are the ones described in John 1.12, John 1.12, as many as received him. To them he gave the power to become the sons of God, even them to believe on his name. They saw his glory through the prism of truth, and they beheld, they believed, and they received. And those are the saved who become the children of God who go to heaven. They saw him differently from the rest because they saw in him the individual colors of his glory. That's the message of the rainbow. It reveals the glory of God. The message of the rainbow is the revelation of the glory of God. That's what Ezekiel saw. When Ezekiel saw God, he saw the throne, and he talked about it in Ezekiel 1.28. Ezekiel 1.28, he said, I saw the appearance of a bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard a voice of one that spake. What did he see, Ezekiel? He saw the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud in the day of rain. It was the rainbow he saw. And he said, this is the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. The message of the rainbow is the revelation of the glory of God. That's what John saw when he saw the throne of God in Revelation 4.3. Revelation 4.3. And he that sat upon was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And just as the high priest in the tabernacle, he wore this plate over his head that said, holiness to the Lord. John saw a mighty angel with a rainbow over his head when he wrote in Revelation 10.1, Revelation 10.1. I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head and his face as it were the sun and his feet as pillars of fire. The rainbow reveals the glory of light by breaking light into its different colors. And those different colors that the rainbow breaks the light into, they show the glory of God. To see the glory of God, we need to look at the different colors individually. Now, the first color in the rainbow is red. That's the first color that appears. Red, 
Red is the color of blood. This shows the glory of God. When God shed his blood for men, as it says in 1 Peter 1.18, 1 Peter 1.18, for as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Revelation 1.9, Jesus Christ who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Blood, the first color. A second color, orange. Orange is the color of embers or uh, of, of glowing embers. And it reminds us of the tabernacle and the, the, the intense trial that the Lord went through. Yellow is the, is the color of flames. And again, it reminds us of the tabernacle and his great sacrifice. All these sacrifices are encompassed in the first three colors of the rainbow. The red, the orange, the yellow. And next comes the color of green. And green is the color of life. The Lord Jesus Christ gives life, as he said in John 1, 4. In him was life. Green is for life. John 14, 6, where Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. John 10, 28, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Green is for life. Green is for eternal life. The Lord said in John 16, John 651, John 651, I'm the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Green is for life. He said, finally, in a condemning note to John 5.40, John 5.40, you will not come unto me that you might have life. Green is for life. Green is for life. And then the next color is blue. Blue stands for the sky. Blue stands for heaven. The Lord said, and as we saw in John 6.51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Came down from heaven. The next, the, the next color I'm going to co- cover now, and I'll uh, skip one I'll tell you in a minute. The next one is purple. Purple stands for the kingship of the Lord Jesus Christ. He hath on his vest, John 19, 16, uh, sorry, Revelation 19, 16, Revelation 19, 16. He hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And so God looks at these colors. Uh, you might say, well, what's, what about indigo? I said, well, that's easy. That's the invitation. That's like in you go. Now, God, God says that he looks at this rainbow and he remembers something. He says in, in, in Genesis 9.16, Genesis 9.16, and the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember. When we stand and we look at a rainbow and we remember these parts of the rainbow, this that shows the sacrifice in the first three colors of the red, the blood, the orange for the, 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 the embers and the, the yellow for the fire. When we look at that, and then we realize that he did all that for the purpose of the green, to give us life. And then we remember that he's a kingship, and then we receive him. So when we do that, and we look at the, the glory of the Lord Jesus as from the scene in the rainbow, we are standing at that moment shoulder to shoulder with God the Father. As we're both admiring the Son, we're both admiring God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, when we see all of those colors, because we see the glory of him. That's the best place to be. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for setting your bow in the sky that shows your glory. And help us, Lord, through this to worship more the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711-330, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. Do you have fatigue or trouble getting out of bed or just getting through the day? Are you so tired you can't focus? Do you feel like your life is drained away? Do you have fibromyalgia headaches? I have good news for you. Our doctors at Scanabody's Imaging and Therapy can give you cellular ozone therapy. Why not get your energy back now by calling us at 1-888-529-9016 or visit us at treatmyfatigue.com. 